सरस्वती नमस्तुभ्यं परदे कामरूपिणी विद्यारंभम करिष्यामी सिद्धिर्भवति मेसुला वील टाक अबउट ट्रेड सी ट्रेड इज अ वे ऑफ सोशल इंटरेक्शन अमंग पीपल वेर दे एक्सचेंज गुड्स दिस इज बीन एज ओल्ड ट्रेडिशन फॉर मिलियंस ऑफ इयर्स पीपल ऑफर प्रेजेंट्स एक्सचेंज गिफ्ट फ्रॉम वन अनदर so same thing happened with the trade there was a barter transaction you gave some commodities that you had or you made or produced and shared it with your neighbor or neighboring civilizational people and exchange goods with of what the possessed so this all the interactions among the world the people across long distances have flourished but you will be going through a very extraordinary story of a long distance trade transactions with the center point being india it was the trade center we will demonstrate that and we will be focusing on a very important uh, new light on civilization that there was an ancient maritime tin route which linked hanoi in vietnam to haifa in israel which predated the silk road by 2 millennia so from the fourth millennium before common era when the tin bronze revolution took place there has been an incredible search for mineral resources we will go through the story of the trade in that context again let me repeat it the ancient maritime tin route from hanoi to haifa was mediated by indian artisans and traders about third millennium before common era now we will take a little pause and take a look at a remarkable cultural tradition of celebration of somaskanda in tamil nadu and many parts of india shiva and parvati are sitting together between them is skanda subramanya kartikeya in a dancing pose Shiva is carrying a parashu on his right hand and an antelope on his left hand. One of the early Chola samaskandas is in the temple of Palavaneswara Swami in Palavaneswaram, Pumbugar. This is dated to approximately sixth century. Shiva is seated with Uman Skanda, Somaskanda. This is a bronze dated to approximately nine hundred fifty. शिवपुरम ब्रॉन्ज ब्रॉन्ज इमेज मेड ऑफ सीरे प्रड्यू लास्ट वैक्स टेक्निक दिटेटेड इन मोहनजारो विद द डांसिंग गर्ल्स अबाउट विच वी आर ऑल फैमिली स्कंदा इज द प्रोटेक्टर ऑफ द आर्मरी एज सोम स्कंदा शिव होल्ड पर्शू एक्स ऑन हैंड एंड एंटलोप ऑन दर आई सबमिट दट द बेटर ऑफ द प्रतिमा is a recollected memory of saraswati sindhu civilization activities of artisans and seafaring merchants meluha merchants who identified themselves holding a goat or an antelope as on the shoe illishu cylinder seal we'll be seeing that it's not mere coincidence that swami malai in tamil nadu on the banks of kaveri river is the pilgrimage site of divinity skanda Who is called Yerakasubramanya is one of the six Arubadai Vidur. 
the cantonments the armed settlements yeraka is called yeraka subramanya yeraka is metal institution swami malai artisans even today practice the sere pardu or last wax technique of casting panchaloha five metals images of divinities shiva parvati krishna rama nataraja and so on in the same technique that was used to make sere pardu bronze dolls of the dancing girls of mohenjodaro saraswati sindhu civilization days okay so this how the remarkable continuity is maintained in cherishing and celebrating and honoring and praying to lord shiva and parvati and skanda is called muruga also called kartikeya subramanya where does this metaphor of a holding an antelope come from i'll demonstrate to you that comes from the 3rd millennium bc the word used in sumerian and akkadian is a word called anaku anaku means tin tin ore this comes from the word naga which means both red and tin in the indian meluha spoken spark bull language union this is a cognate of the word raga naga red and tin raga naga tin trade routes of the bronze age according to archaeometallurgist professor jd muley surprise there are at least 18 ancient near east cylinder seals from about the 24th century to 12th century yet a period of 1200 years in which meluha merchants are shown dealing in copper and tin metal signified by these hieroglyphs you see a akkadian merchant shown with a scorpion scorpion represents bicha terebus rendering in meluha is bicha means hematite iron ore so he is a dealer in iron ore and what are these two merchants from meluha bringing one guy is carrying the antelope antelope is black mreka goat rebus word melaku blecha copper is accompanied by a lady carrying a kamandalu a liquid measure that's called ranku liquid measure rebus ranku tinor so the male merchant is dealing with copper the female merchant is dealing with tinor so iron ore merchant of akadia is negotiating a trade transaction with the two milha merchants dealing in copper and tin is it beautiful see beautiful seal is able to convey enormous amount of information the moment we know the meanings of these hieroglyphs how they are read and how they are written down for communicating messages across linguistic areas okay now we come to this famous seal of shu ilishu cylinder seal the merchants carry signifiers of the products they traded black goat rebus melaku copper ranku liquid measure rebus ranku tinor the seated person is shown together with a her- crucible hieroglyph kutaru is a crucible rebus kutaru means an armorer he makes weapons this signifies that the akkadian merchant is an armorer maker of 
weapons using bronze alloy metals. The cuneiform text on the cylinder seal is remarkable. It says, it reads in Akkadian cuneiform text, Shu ilishu yeme balme meluhaki. It says, Shu ilishu, interpreter of Meluha language. So, Meluha language was spoken and the interpreter of Akkadian is able to translate it to the merchant and establish the trade transaction. This is a cuneiform inscription dated to about 2200 before common era. This is today available in the museum, Louvre Museum in Paris. Based on the cuneiform documents from Mesopotamia, we know there was at least one Meluhan village in Akkad at that time with people called son of Meluha living there. So Meluha is so critical and they are referred to in the Mahabharata repeatedly as Meluha. The Pandavas are in exile. They get landed up in a Jatagruha where Duryodhana tries to burn them up in a lac palace. Then the conversation takes place between Vidura and Dharmaraja and the language used is Meluha, Blecha. They converse in Blecha. The technical terms are conveyed as to how Vidura explains to Dharma that a strategy is being play, played out by Duryodhana to destroy you with a series of weapons in this palace. So this is shoe issue, cylinder seal. Surprise, this is not the only seal. There are 18 such seals from the ancient Near East. Like look, look at the pictures. We have the same pair of merchants from Meluha, one carrying an antelope like Somaskanda, another carrying a liquid measure, a commander room, representing that they are sellers of copper and tin, negotiating with an Akkadian merchant who is shown with a crucible symbol, Kutaru, and a blob, and a blob called Goti. Goti means a, a, pill, a stone, and Goti means laterite ore, laterite iron ore. So he is dealing with laterite iron ore, but he is getting copper and tin from these two Milha merchants. Another merchant transacting, a third merchant transacting, and this, this armorer is depicted with armory or the arrows emanating from his shoulders to show that he is a weapons maker. Again the same pair of Biluha merchants are seen on these cylinder seals. Another set, one guy is carrying a flag post representing that he is a merchant, proclaiming that he makes ingots and he introduces the Miluha merchant to the weapons dealer or metals dealer of Acadia on one seal. And another seal that Acadia merchant is shown with water overflowing from his shoulders. There is also a hieroglyph in Miluha. It's called Lokanda. Lokanda means water overflowing. Lokanda means metalware, pots and pans, weapons. A third seal show associates the Acadian merchant with the overflowing water with a fish. The fish is an indescript hieroglyph. Fish means Aya. Aya means iron. Ayas in Rigveda means alloy metal. So he is a dealer in alloy metal and he is now dealing with these two merchants from Miluha obtaining copper and tin to make alloy metals. 
The fourth scene also shows the same pattern of uh, fish being shown together with the Acadian merchant and dealing with the Meluha merchants. That's the seal impression. So the Acadian trader signifies that is Aya fish, Rebus Aya iron, Ayas alloy metal, artisan trader. So trade transaction has taken place and recorded in this uniform cylinder seal inscription. But like two more cylinder seals, nearest section of the State Museum in the Nice East Berlin catalog. There is an antelope below the uniform text signifies that is a tin trader, Ranku antelope, Rebus Ranku tinor. And another seal, the fish hieroglyph close to the Canadian trader signifies that is Aya fish, Rebus Aya iron, Ayas alloy metal, artisan trader. So the cylinder, cylinder scale described as Acadian dated to 2334 before common era. So again a person carrying antelope may be a Meluhan. So we Meluha interpreter, we have already seen on another scene. Four more seals from cylinder seals again. In this again, in one seal, both the traders of Meluha carrying antelope and liquid metal are shown. On the second seal, only the merchant carrying the antelope is shown. But the Acadian trader is shown together with a palm tree. Tamar means a palm tree. Date palm. Rebus reading is Tamar. Tamra. Copper. So he is a copper trader. He is dealing with this man to obtain copper. Analysis has been presented by Begaman and others that 90% of the copper used in the tin bronze revolution in the ancient Near East came from India, K3 mines of Gujarat and Rajasthan. Stunner. So India was the major resource for the revolution that took place with the tin bronzes. You know, the tin bronze was an important metallurgical technology. Originally, they were using arsenical bronze, which was naturally available. And that became short supply. So some brilliant fellow invented the idea of adding tin to copper to create tin bronze revolution. Because with this, copper becomes more harder and you are able to make weapons and tools and metalware. Two more taken from William Hayes Ward's catalog of inscriptions. Again, cylinder seal shows the Milha Marsan carrying the antelope like the Somaskanda presenting to and negotiating a trade transaction with Acadian traders who are weapons makers, armorers. So look at the amount of involvement of the Melbourne merchants with technology, making available a wealth resource and trading it across long distances. So we have seen that man carrying that flag post. What's that flag post? A real flag post has been found in an archaeological setting in a caravanserai, 11 feet tall copper plated flag post from a place called Girsu, Tello, ancient Near East. This archaeological find relates to a period of 2900 before common era. It was the, Girsu was the capital of Lagash at the time of Gudia. Another Rasur, another Meluhan who had settled there and became the ruler of that area. What is this flag post called? Dhala, a grand flag of an army directing its march and encampments. It's a standard banner of a chieftain. It's a flag flying on forts. Dalia, Dal, 
that bears the doll or grand flag of an army. Dala, a tall banner in Canada. What does this represent? Dalu, cast, mould. Dalmu, to cast to melt. Dalna, to be poured out. Fall, melt. Dal, cast, mould. Form as a metal, use vessels, trinkets. That is in Marathi. Dalako, a large metal ingot in Gujarati. So the man carrying this flag post is declaring, a proclaiming that I am dealing with large metal ingots. Come and buy it from me. Because they are important. With the metal ingot, you can make weapons, you can make metal ware. Of extraordinary importance in lives of people. So look at this. There is a cylinder scene, a jasper cylinder scene. Four heroes are holding four flag posts. Four flag posts. And their identity is declared by hieroglyphs. Which are all indescript hieroglyphs, the fish, the overflowing pot, and sun's rays, and the crucible, the scepter and ring on the flag post carried by the artisans are also hieroglyphs. So the jasper cylinder seal shows the flagstaff carriers with six locks of hair, bata six, rebus bata furnace signifies that the flagstaff with an hourglass shaped top vajra thunderbolt weapon is chashala a vishaf ring. It signifies a, make, a process, process by which carbon is infused into molten metal to make it hard, create a hard alloy. The signified are the metal workers, smelting working, smelter working with furnaces to produce metallic weapons. And four special, specific metal artifacts are signified on the cylinder seal by these four flag post carriers. And there is also a snake, a snake hood of a naga. Of a cobra shown, that is Fada. Fada means a metals manufacturing company, guild, public office. The mace carried is Dang, Dangaru, Bull, Dangar, blacksmith, Thakur, blacksmith. So these smiths are at work producing these new artifacts of new technologies of the third millennium BC and trading in these as trade transactions. So let's look at the images. The flag posts have what rings. It's a proclamation of four shops. Pedi, Pede rings. Rebus, Pedi shop. There is a serpent on the cylinder seal. Ara serpent. Rebus Ara brass. Karada double drum. Karada horn alloy. Four images. Kamar moon. Rebus Kamar blacksmith. Arka sun. Rebus Arka eraka copper gold. Metal infusion, molten cast. Overflowing pot, Lokhanda. Rebus, Lokanda, metal implements, excellent implements. If it's a star, Meda, polar star. Rebus, Menhet, Med, Iron in Munda and whole languages. The trader is shown with six hair curls, Bata six, Rebus Bata furnace, plus Med, curl, Rebus Med, Iron. Thus is Medo, Iron merchant. Fish, Aya fish, Rebus Aya iron. Is metal in Rigveda. Then it's got fins. Kambata is fin. Kambata coiner, coinage mint. The emphasis is on the fins of the fish. This trading is also celebrated in Mohanjadaro in a supermarket of those times. Yeah, we have seen long distance trade. Let us take a look at the trade center of Mohanjadaro. This is the picture of a rectangular area is like a supermarket 
86 feet by 64 feet they belong to same house there are two entrances one opening to the main street and another into lane this supermarket has got dying troughs which are in fact place holders for storage jars of a market street with conical batter bottoms patara a merchant patar feeding trough merchant patara merchant kansa patara bronze merchant so this grand supermarket was a place where the wares made by these artisans who produce new material new products were demonstrating their competence and selling their ware so now let's take a look at the perspective of the trade routes between mesopotamia and the saraswati sindhu civilization area this was a shorter significantly shorter route because of the low sea levels in the third millennium bc we have seen how the ice age affected the sea level rises in the previous presentation so this persian gulf was a navigable area together with the saraswati rivers sindhu rivers which are navigable rivers and they were able to transact because they are all very gentle flowing river flows and the persian gulf and the arabian indian ocean of the arabian sea provided adequate trade routes for the seafaring merchants to go long distances and market their wares this maritime trade went along look at the number of ports in the coastline of the ancient india east coast west coast started with ports so maritime trade was active both to the west of india and to the east of india western ports eastern ports from ancient bharat were transacting business right into the red sea into the persian gulf mesopotamia mediterranean and up to israel maritime trade the resources that the civilization obtained on the saraswati sindhu river basins was from all over the place many parts of india supplied resources iron ore came from dharwad iron ore came from orissa iron ore came from the santal praganas bengal bihar coal fields so there is a beautiful resource maps have been prepared by randall law indicating the trade networks how the trade was transacted through these riverine waterways across long distances from gujarat to the saptasindhu region the panchanath region of northern india james j kenoyer has drawn up a very beautiful map showing the interaction networks of the ravi phase roughly about 3 millennium bc of the civilization moving products from harappa mohenjo-daro chanudaro kalibangan rakigadi and other places into the west coast and to the western regions of mesopotamia another map shows how the integration was achieved with the neighboring sites in baluchistan west of mohenjo-daro afghanistan so the entire thing became a trade network where the people were able to transact the products made by these artisans and traded by the seafaring merchants of meluha we will demonstrate that even in tepeha yahya we had meluha merchants operating 
and trading terrors we have seen the supermarket and the trading mall of mohenjodaro and the international trade that was taking place there are other places also in cholistan area run of kutch where there are archaeological sites where our metallurgical work was ongoing work with gemstones was ongoing lapidaries were at work and seafaring merchants carried trade from these areas also into mesopotamia and other parts of ancient far east look at the number of sites in gujarat in the so called run of kutch surrounding dolavera khirsara buj surkotada shikarpur kanmer all close to the khetri mines ambaji copper mines rakhi gadi was the center point it was the capital of the civilization which today has got about 500 hectares of an archaeological site it produced a cylinder seal showing a fish and a crocodile aya ayo fish rebus aya iron ayas metal kara crocodile rebus car blacksmith ayas kara blacksmith but working with alloy metal it also had a dhatu cross dhatu or mineral it had a ladder hieroglyph says tree ladder rebus setin guild master it has a splinter hieroglyph sal workshop sal splinter sal workshop so rakigadi seal clearly demonstrates that there was a seafaring merchant who got the idea of the cuneiform cylinder seals and made a indescript cylinder seal using the idea as gas learned from mesopotamia another seal col tiger colon blacksmith it's a horn tiger code horn code artisans workshop it is a lathe in front sagadi lathe sangada lathe portable furnace sangada cargo boat he is a seafaring merchant a sign is enclosed by four circumscribed strokes ganda four kanda metal implements aya fish aya iron aya metal there is a lid on top dakka lid dakka bright blazing metal sal splinter sal workshop ayo kambata fish fin is metal kambata mint thus there was a metal mint from which the seafaring merchant operated dhatu strand dhatu substance mineral element metal mineral ore dye wisp of fiber are from time to time which is shown like a dot so they were technologically advanced to create a copper mirror with about 27% tin component in the alloy to make a aran mula kanadi dated to rakagadi times of third millennium before common era so what is the importance of the tin bronze age revolution we have a dagger alloyed with soft copper typically 86% copper and 12% tin which shows a sumerian copper dagger of 2500 before common era where was the tin coming from what is this tin tin is cassiterite ore you can see the pictures of the tin ore piles of alluvial soil and alluvial tin concentrates the distribution of economic tin deposits located in thailand it's an archaeo metallurgical challenge to evaluate the possible exploitation of this tin belt resource in trans asiatic tin exchange along a maritime tin route of 
approximately fifth millennium before common era it's a challenge for our geometrists there was a tin root operating it has been very well documented in the cuneiform texts this is the tin root in ancient near east spreading from mari along the tigris euphrates right into anatolia and close to israel kamboja dwaravati root ran from kamboja mahajanapada in northeast afghanistan and southern tajikistan dwaraka to dwaraka in anartha kautilya sartashastra of the 4th century before common era north in kamboja and saurashtra are composed of vartha shastra upajeevin people living by agriculture trade and weapons kamboja saurashtra kshatriya shreni adu shrenyado vartha shastra upajeevinah artha shastra of kautilya kautilya also notes that the trade route across dakshinapata the south is the superior route for is rich in mines and abounds in diamonds rubies pearls and gold we are talking of the sahyadri ranges and the golconda mines dramatic attestation of a maritime tradition linking kamboja of northwest bharat along the coastline of gujarat sindh and sri lanka are evidenced by the presence of pearls and gems brought by trade there is a possibility that there is also a trade in metal and sharing of traditions of the writing system so we will give some examples of the words that are used in a sangam literature text which shows that copper force existed in dwaraka from where the veilir moved down south there is a sculpture of a mesopotamian boat dated to 2700 before common era a sea going vessel a fantastic boat is shown on mohenjadaro tablet with two direction birds and in the center is the cargo flanked by two palm trees the cargo surprisingly consists of ox hide type ingots oxide type was common for copper and tin ingots and they are the cargo from mohenjadaro oxide type on one side of the tablet a boat this boat is shown with two birds another the cockroach and the fish she has seen is ayaskara alloy metal blacksmith and there is also an inscription in the script with about eight signs all of which have been read we'll read each one of them one by one this is a beautiful illustration of the seafaring merchandise that was going from saraswati sindhu civilization area into the indian ocean oxide type in gods ayo fish aya ayan aya salai metal kara crocodile car blacksmith aya kara metal smith one side of the tablet dala grand flag dala palm tree large ingot dala ka made body made is a dance made is iron there's a stretch of arms stature of a man card card is a small stone pebble iron stone karandava is a kind of duck karandam karada hard alloy of metal tamar palm tree tambra copper dula pair dul cast metal so we convey a message was conveyed using this inscription in indus script about the description of the bill of lading related to the technical specifications of the cargo which this sangada carried look at the two oxide ingots 
they also appear in the sanchi and barhut architectural monuments centerpiece of a temple entrance to a temple is a kolel kolel is a temple kolel also means a smithy and a forge so whenever a oxide type ingot is shown in a monumental setting it indicates that it relates to a smithy and a forge of a mint davadi rope dai twisted rope davad iron smelter pata bench pada metalwork artisan guild bharatiya arsenal or metalworker guild kola woman kolhe smelter kolhe blacksmith kol working in iron kolhe smithy forge kuti is a tree kuti is a smelter a divinity emerges out of the tree trunk on the following frieze signifying the worship of the smelter kolhe smithy kolhe temple this is the tradition so the metalworking tradition was celebrated in the entire civilizational area how are all this material carried how are they making the ships a breathtaking discovery of a shipwreck at ayan sukna in red sea north of suez canal dated to 1900 before common era has been reported by a french marine archaeology team this discovery makes saraswati sindhu a maritime civilization and establishes firm links with kerala chera people boat builders who made the seafaring vessels for maritime trade with the arabian gulf and with egypt across the red sea saraswati's children moved to chera region after the submergence of laraka civilization a hypothesis is posited that the velala velir were the boat builders of the civilization evidenced by the shipwreck of sion boat nine sukna dated to about 1900 before common era look at the shipwreck look at the map showing the area to which this uh, catamaran ca- traveled sion boat discovered at ayn sukna made in kerala 19th century before common era the the fray the planks of the boat are sewn together with co- with coir coconut coir coconut coir is not available in egypt egypt it's only available in kerala so it is conclusively proved that this catamaran boat was made in kerala and transacted cargo being carried across to egypt across the red sea more pictures of the same close up another boat uh, travel shown in uh, in uh, an angkor wat sculptural frieze velala velir or boat builders seafaring merchants of the saraswati sindhu civilization attested in indescript inscriptions and in archaeology of the sion boat of ayn sukna so this is the text of the message from the sangam literature which reads ivarar ennavayin ivare iravarkal alitta chella nallisai padumaniyanai parumbinai komaan niduma paari magaliriyane tandai thoran ivaren magalir annanan pulavan kondu vannarane niye vadabal munivan tadavinul sonri chembupunaindu ஈட்டிய சேன் நெடும் புரிசை உவராயி கைத்தோரை ஆண்டு நாற்பத்தி ஒன்பது வழி பரகி வந்த வேலில் வேலிரில் வேலே விரல் போர் அண்ணல் லுக் ஃபார்ட்டி நைன் ஜெனரேஷன்ஸ் அகோ யூ ஆர் ரூலிங் துவாரக்கா யூ கிரியேட்டட் காப்பர் ஃபோர்ஸ் அண்ட் மூவ் டவுன் ஆஃப்டர் சமோஜ் துவாரக்கா இன் டு சேரா கிங்டம் திஸ் தி மெசேஜ் ஆஃப் திஸ் பியூட்டிஃபுல் டெக்ஸ்ட் ஃப்ரம் சங்கம் லிட்ரேச்சர் so look at this 
we are dealing with a very united civilizational area of bharat the north and south were integrally integrated through trade networks and cultural interchange and exchanges that were taking place among the brilliant artisans of the the velala velir who could build ships of this kind of this magnificence they could carry up to 20 tons of cargo in those days look at the cylinder seal from louvre museum paris it's called the english room cylinder seal which shows a kneeling person with six curls of hair you have seen this curls of hair on a jasper cylinder seal referring to a metals merchant proclaimer this is a cylinder seal of english room a scribe of sarki sarkali sari it is dated to 2183 before common era he is an acadian Reign of Sir Kali Sari. The lower register signifies a flow of water. Bata six, bata furnace, bata iron, bata soldier. Boga worshipper in a temple, so he is kneeling down worshiping. Bata head soldier, bata furnace bear warrior. Buffalo, rango buffalo bull, rang rebus ranga pewter tin, rang tin soldier, rano tin soldier. Ranga tin, ranga solder spelter, pewter tin, ranga, ranga tin, rangta tinsel copper foil, tutam tutinagam, pewter zinc lohavisesham. So a solder of other alloy, which zinc is the main component constituent, was also used. So they were alloying with zinc, alloying with tin, adding to copper and creating brass and bronze. and trading across into ancient near east emphatic evidence of the use of inner script to declare the nature of the commodities a description of the commodities as part of a bill of lading was the subject matter of the inner script inscription so inner script was used as an accounting medium as an accounting ledger a wealth account ledger the bull on a proto elamite seal inscription an impression of susa they are sitting in a penance posture kamata is penance kamata is a mint so bull and a mint pewter and mint tin and mint zinc and mint solder and mint rango buffalo rango pewter there's a mountain range shown next to the seated bull bull man danga mountain dangar blacksmith so they were celebrating their competence as metal smiths and they became divinities takura idol deity takra takur dangar takur dangar so this divine dispensation treating these artisans and seafaring merchants as divine as kama skanda is divine a tak a dangar a takura is divine yes brought in something of new contribution to wealth for the people that is the contribution made by Saraswati Hindu civilization and the writing system is phenomenal. And now look at a fantastic seal from Mohenjo-daro. It's superb. It's enormous material, enormous information, enormous messaging is done through this seal. Seven leaves are shown: ficus leaves, loha ficus, loha copper, loha metal. And two one-horned young bulls are shown: konda, young bull. Konda, a fiery live coal trench, a sacred fire altar, Agni Konda, and one horn shows 
sink in forward thrusting curving horn singi worker with ornament gold so he was a lapidary working with ornament gold and those two protoms of the unicorn are attached to the standard device kunda delayed kunda fine gold kamata portable furnace kamata mint and there is an inscription that follows and there are two rings that are coming out of this standard device kataka lohala is a link of a chain kadayo is a mason katakam lohala caravan of masons kataka is a caravan from the kamata lohala kamata caravan of masons gold smith silver smiths mint the text messages inscriptions in two parts kolel ayaskanda equipment from zbc and forge badiga artificer arka sala kanach moh goldsmith workshop bronze ingot kara ear kar blacksmith there are rings on the neck of the unicorn to emphasize that the word being conveyed is kodium rings on neck kondi panier sack konda kode young bull konda lapidary engraver konda kiln furnace kundar turner a circular hamlet a division of a village trench with live coals sacred altar konda agrikunda sacred fire altar so here is a description about the work that the metallurgists were dealing with using the fire altar which is sacred and making materials and alloys in a smithy and a forge which becomes a temple kolel and transacting to the rest of the world so very beautiful imagery is created with absolute emphasis in a very short span of space of the scene square scene so the details are given in this slide how the components of the hieroglyphs incorporated in this composition how to be read the ficus leaf a ficus glomerata loa loha copper then the standard device in stylized form of the kamata the portable furnace for melting precious metals kamata is a mint it's a coiner it's a coinage so the working with metals creating wealth for the nation so the details of the inscription are further recorded in the number of words are taken from dimmer of languages so I, the reason why these words are important is they can be gone through very carefully maybe i am not correct maybe i am wrong i leave this to the youngsters and researchers to investigate further to see if this meaning of these hieroglyphs is acceptable or if there are alternatives available in the languages that could have been used at that point in time but the most important message of this seal and the message is that the languages were united at that point in time there was a linguistic union language union called the spark bund a linguistic area where people from different language families the mundarika the dravidian the bhojpuri the rajasthani the marwadi the kashmiri the pushto the gujarati they were all working together and when they created new material they exchanged words from one another and made them their own the features of one language family was made into absorbed into the other language family a spark bund a speech union was created called the beluga speech union that is the reason why all these details have been recorded 
the words from different languages so all the languages of today in india 2025 plus all can be traced back to this common source of the prakritam related meluha words which are used by the civilization for contacting and establishing trade transactions over distant areas so this is the most important component of the message look at this message in a long inscription possibly one of the longest inscriptions with a number of clearly demarcated seal pictures of hieroglyphs and hypertext a hypertext is one where a number of hieroglyphs are joined together to compose a text composition so this is our signs from this seal impression of mohenjodaro numbered 314 and also referred to in the mahadevan archaeological survey of india corpus or concordance the last sign is important the bottom line last sign on the left is a squirrel what is a squirrel squirrel signifies a guild master shreshtin sat the guild master of the seafaring merchants shreshtri kara is a squirrel shreshtin kara is a guild master of smithery and seafaring merchants the first sign on the top line number 1 is a spoked wheel which also appears on the dolavera sign board which you will see later sark in pashto language is a potter's wheel rebus rendering is arka copper gold yaraka native metal nave of wheel yaraka molten cast metal infusion of copper and it's followed by splinter hieroglyph sal splinter rebus sal workshop thus molten cast copper workshop fish slit aya dhaka rebus aya dhaka bright iron alloy metal fish with fin aya kambata aya kambata alloy metal mint minor coiner coinage fish with a sloping stroke aya dhal metal ingot dhal is a slope or inclination of a plane rebus dhalako large metal ingot so we are having three fish signs variants one is a bright blazing alloy metal another is a metal alloy metal mint and third one is a large metal ingot then we have the arrow kanda arrow kanda implements thus line 1 signifies bright iron alloy metal alloy metal mint large metal ingot oxide ingot line 2 meda a crook or a covered stick curved stick meda stick rebus mended bed iron circumscript is composed of four splitters kanda four kanda implements kanda fire altar plus sal splinter sal workshop thus the hieroglyph hypertext multiplex signifies iron implements workshop batu large pot in this grain is parched batta kiln furnace batta a kind of iron muha muka ladle muh in god quantity of metal got out of a smelter furnace thus the hieroglyph multiplex or hypertext signifies iron in god kolmo is a rice plant rebus kolimi smithy forge plus tula pair rebus dual metal casting thus metal casting smithy forge kanka karnaka rim of a jar is the most frequently used hieroglyph in the entire inscription corpora 
it shows karni super cargo engraver scribe accountant karanam accountant so the accountant has completed his job writes it down saying these are all the materials that are being incorporated in the cargo shipment to be carried by the cargo boat or the sangada into long distance trade thus the line 2 signifies metal products iron ingots metal castings of smithy forge iron metals workshop handed over to super cargo representative of the ship's owner on board of a merchant ship responsible for overseeing the cargo and its sale now line 3 colmo 3 rebus colmi smithy got a whole piece kota a seed kota a whole kota enumerative particle kote forging goti lump of silver sal workshop thus we see a threefold constituent being incorporated in the number of strands three dhatu three metals dhau dhau a particular soft red stone which could be either hematite laterite or magnetite or iron ores ferrite ores indicated by the dot dhau strand the hieroglyph therefore signifies as hypertext three types of ferrite ore magnetite hematite and laterite pola bicha gota there is an archer shown kamatio is an archer kamata is a mint kolom is a rice plant kolmi is a smithy and a forge so the message is complete all the details of the technical transactions which resulted in these valuable products has been recorded in this phenomenal long inscription of the indus script a hero is sitting on top of a branch of a tree he is a spy is a heraka heraka is a hero a messenger a spy he is looking down er looking at is like a peeping tom eruk what is rebus erka copper metal crystal eraka any metal infusion eraka copper so copper metal infusion is indicated by the spy on the tree branch what is the tree branch kotu branch of a tree rebus kot a mass of metal unwrought or a whole metal melted down in ingot or a wedge and there is a tiger at the bottom of the tree looking back kamara looking back kamar smith artisan what is the tiger kola tiger rebus kol working in iron blacksmith kollan blacksmith alloy of metals working with alloy of five metals panchaloha kol furnace and forge kolami smithy so kola tiger signifies a kolhe smelter or a person working with smithy and forge what is the tree signify kuti tree kuti smelter and there is a worshipper bata in front of a tree bata is a worshipper bata is a furnace bata is iron so it's a iron furnace this hieroglyph is a phonetic determinant of the rimless pot which is holding the worshipper is holding bata rimless pot bata a kind of iron bata a furnace so he is repeatedly saying bata 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 furnace bata iron hence hieroglyph multiplex or hypertext is redundant rimless pot signifies iron furnace iron bata bata so look at another seal 
from Harappa. It has a very beautiful leaf. Kumuda is the name of the plant. Melina arborea. Rebus Kumuda silver. So he is a silversmith and describes the work that he is doing with the tree Kuti. Tree Kuti a smelter and two short horned bulls facing each other. Muttu is a goldsmith. Mushtika is a goldsmith. The bull is a barat or a balat. Rebus Bharata, an alloy metal of copper, pewter and zinc. So he is a smelter working with this alloy metal. And there is a square on the other side with 24 dots. A pair of 24, 12 dots organized into three, three columns, three rows of four dots each. Arka is 12. Arka means copper and gold. Araka, metal infusion. And it is duplicated into another 12. Dula, duplication. Dul, metal casting. So metal casting, metal fusion, metal infusion is their major work. So the centerpiece, the square signifying these 24 dots says that the, the, the artisan is working with metal casting and metal infusion. There is serapadio technique being used for creating bronze or multi-metal panchaloha artifacts. And there is also an inscription which shows as usual the fish and the lid, aya, dhaka is the lid, aya, dhaka, blazing alloy metal. Then there is a spine, spinal cord, backbone, barado, barata, alloy metal of copper, pewter and zinc. And the rim of uh, jar, hieroglyph, karnaka, kanka, rebus, karnaka, karna, accountant, scribe, engraver. And there is a E sign which is a curry comb, karado, karada, a day book. So this is a day book account of the material that he has produced using these resources that he has got and the smelter that he works with and the alloys that he works with. So this is what the seal signifies. We have a fatkari, a public officer, a keeper of the registers of wealth account ledgers of the alloys metals manufactory, Fada, Patada. So there is a plano convex molded tablet found in 1995 by the harp team at Harappa. Bronze metal work figure, a spear being thrown at a figurine. Kundi is a spear. Kundi is a chief of a village. Kundi is a village headman, leader of a village. So this leader of the village is communicating this message through this seal impression, through this seal. A number of information is given of a person putting a foot, trying to kick at the buffalo or the bull and trying to spear it. Spear we have seen is Kundi spear. Kundi is chief of the village. Kolsa is a kicking. Kol is melter. And we have seen that the Shorthorn bull signifies Bharat, Bharat, alloy metal and at the back of the bull is the Fada, the cobra hood which means Fada metals manufactory. So a similar 
spearing activity is shown on a bronze artifact from Greece of a spear throwing person. So this idea of these narratives is to indicate the details of the metalwork that are being carried out at this and conveyed through this inscription of both figures, pictographs, pictorial motifs or field symbols and signs as text messages. Both of them constitute a complete description of the work done in the FADA, a public metals manufactory dealing with alloy metals. So the details of the description have been read. Med Bata iron furnace, Med Muhe iron ingot, rice platform, Manda rice platform, Manda is a warehouse, Karnaka, a man is standing with legs spread out, spread legs is Karnaka, Karnaka also means Karni, super, super cargo, and two such people indicate dual metal casting, thus cast metal handled by a super cargo. And the Karikom sign, Karado, Rebus, Karada, Daybook, Wealth Accounting Ledger, Karadi, Turner. Fish sign and a notch sign, Ayaskanda, a quality, quantity of iron, excellent iron, Ayaskanda. This is a Pandit's expression, Ayaskanda. Kanda arrow, Kanda equipment. So a lot of information has been compressed by the Hieroglyphs that are used in the writing system. Another seal, which again shows that the squirrel, chased in car, as part of the text message, with the short on bull butting down towards the patra, the feeding trough. Patar is a goldsmith guild. Barad, Barad is a short on bull. Bharata, alloy metal. Working with alloys and ingots. We have an incredible example of a Susa pot kept in Louvre Museum together with its contents. The contents are surprisingly iron metalware, metal artifacts, bronze. And on top of the pot is a message. A fish is shown and the flowing water is shown. Fish is Aya, Rebus, Aya's alloy metal, Aya iron. We have seen that Karu, when attached to a fish, is a crocodile, Kar is a blacksmith. So, this picture of the Susa part that came from Meluha, now today kept in Louvre Museum, shows that the messaging was done to convey cargo of iron work and lapidary work, working with gems and stones, jewellery and metalwork, alloy metalwork. We have seen, we have a number of other examples of the cylinder seals from ancient Near East which have borrowed these hypertexts. We do not know whether they were made by the Akkadians or by the Meluha merchants who have settled down in the ancient Near East. Clearly there was movement of people from the Saraswati Sindhu river basins into Mesopotamia as indicated by these number of cylinder seals which contain indescript hieroglyphs which can be read Rebus only in Beluha spoken Sprakbun, a 
language union of people of Meluha in the Saraswati Sindhu civilization area. Okay, Altin Dape produces a votive figure, an extraordinary documentation of Indus script. A lady is shown in a terracotta representation with flowing hair from her crown. They are plaited hair. Medi is a plait in Meluha. Rebus, Medi Zion. The plait is twisted, twisted hairstyle. Meda, a twister tangle in a thread. Meda is a egna. Meda also means dhanam, Medi Zion. So, metal work that creates wealth. Meadow also is the one who helps a merchant. He is a merchant. He is a metal merchant. The lock of hair is Mendi. In Sindhi, it is Mindi window. In Landa language or Punjabi, Mendi. In Gujarati, it is Midlo, Mido. Braid of hair and a girl's forehead. Meda is a curl. Raptista tangle in the curd. There is in Dravidian uh, languages a word called Medaru, which is a plate of screen where the workers knit using reeds and create a plate and create a rope. This med plating, medi, is rebus, mended, med iron in Santali, Munda, and whole languages. The same idea of the hairstyle and the hair and the plating is seen on the famous Gunterstrup cauldron, comparable to the Altin Dape narrative, which show the figures of the narratives of pictorial motifs of plate, twig, sprig, dala, branch, dala, branch, dal, dala, large in God. So they are trying to communicate. The nature of the technical specifications of the material because it's a new innovation that's going on working with new alloys new material so they're trying to communicate very as much as possible the information that can be absorbed by the people who receive the messages apparently they are also milhans so the milha messenger is messaging from saraswati sindhu civilization area to the milha recipient in the ancient near east area and communicating to him what is the nature of the work that is being brought for trade in that new region? Okay. Now we come to the famous Dolavira signboard. It has got 10 signs. This discovery is absolutely phenomenal. So the hieroglyph system of the Indus script was used to make a proclamation on the signboard which was mounted on the gateway of the citadel of Dolavira. The signboard was discovered lying on the ground near the gateway of Dolavira. It has a three-part proclamation. It has been transcribed with three segments of messages. Sign 3091, the fork wheel sign. That is a circle or a expanded oval with six spokes. The opening statement of the each, the each of the three segments. What does this represent? Sarka, wheel. Ark, Arka, copper, gold. Arkashala, goldsmith workshop. Agasala, goldsmith workshop. Aka, copper. Arka, copper, crystal. Yaraka, metal infusion. 
so the spoked wheel can also be referred to the spokes of ara and ara ara is brass so they are working with brass they are working with molten metal they are working in a gold smith workshop as the first sign sark wheel arka as we have seen copper gold and the sarka is so important a word i have put all the variations and expressions in the pushto language spoken in afghanistan it was part of the saraswati sindhu civilization area i think it's very important to go through each of these words to express how the expansion took place and how ancient this word is so chakra comes from sarka a metathesis sarka becomes chakra sarka becomes arka arka is santre and also arkashala is agashala agashalai arkashalai arkashala is goldsmith workshop so metalsmith he is now specializing with variety of material he is expressing himself with absolute clarity continues saraka chakraka so i have given all these details of these words from all the languages of our country of india 25 plus languages to show how this language evolution took place we were a unified language structure called the indian sprag bund bharatiya sprag bund a language union and they differentiated into different dialects so that's the key message of the entire decipherment of the indus script accompanying the script system was the material used for purpose of weighments of this material that were produced the weighing system metrology which are seen in the ladino weights on this slide metrology measuring systems with sub incredible small measures 1.7 mm per unit are identified on a scale on a metrology scale from lothal and the work continues on a seal from monjadaro this field symbol is the great zebu bosenticus pola is zebu pola magnetite ore fe304 o4 ferrite ore there is a message which shows the mountain range and the x sign dhatu is a cross x sign dhatu mineral ore dang is a mountain range dangar is a blacksmith sign 124 is composed of a slanted stroke and a notch kanda kind of sword kanderao dhala slope slant dhalaka large metal ingot gain rim of a jar prominence of a handle or projection in the side of sides of vessel karnaka karnaka a steersman a helm a man in charge of the boat they also represent the name of a people karni karna karnam supercargo engraver accountant on another seal we have symbols of the young bull with one horn konda young bull rebus konda engraver turner konda kill furnace konda live coal trench agnikunda fire altar then in front of the one horned young bull is a standard which has got two components on top is the lathe kunda is the lathe kunda is 
fine fine gold pure gold the singin one horn is singin singi ornament gold so they are able to distinguish between ornament gold and fine gold aya fish aya iron aya alloy metal another seal you will find kalibangan a man carrying some water water carrier water carrier is a kuti rebus is kuti smelter so water carrier indicates that smelter has done this work he has made this produce from a kolmo three strokes kolimi smithy and a forge dul metal casting so is a metal casting smithy and forge of this water carrier kuti smelter kanach is a corner kanchu is bronze bell metal kamba is a pillar kammata is a mint or a coinage kolmo is three kolmi is smithy and forge thus the hypertext signifies bell metal smith mint with smithy and a forge so this fire altar becomes the vedi a continuum of the vedic civilization into the saraswati sindhu civilization the mahavedi a square reaching out of the sky through the fire that is a metaphor ancient meluga miners of ketri mineral ore mines are identified as abhira yadava krishna of aharbanas inventors of the indascript you also see some in some additional examples of a krishna vishnikola coin that was sold for 18 lakhs rupees in an auction in gujarat ancient copper mines of ketri phenomenal work was going on in the 4th millennium bce and artisans were at work with a variety of furnaces and pots that were being used as yantras for manipulating for working with and processing these mineral resources see the map of the distribution of minerals in india india contains regions of the richest iron ore in the world so the dharwad iron ore became a very major contributor to the saraswati sindhu civilization for trade activities related to iron magnetite ores of the hyadri mountain range account for 47% of the country's reserves that's a huge wealth resource that was being used by the meluha saraswati sindhu children saraswati children the people of meluha in that region so when this trade has taken place we see a remarkable example of this wealth resources being offered as tributes there is a great uh, obelisk of salamana sir showing a panel of four pictures sculptures sculptural friezes two camels offered as tribute monkey offered as a tribute a monkey dressed as a woman offered as a tribute elephant offered as a tribute one horn bull as offered offered as a tribute water buffalo offered as a tribute antelope offered as a tribute all of them constituted wealth resources you'll see that camel karba camel karba iron barad you see in rango buffalo bull rango pewter one horned bull kunda singi working with ornament gold antelope ranku ranku tin 
एलिफेंट इबा इब हयन कुटारू मंकी कुटारू आर्मर एंड दैट लेडी मंकी ड्रेस्ड लाइक अ वुमन रत्निन रत्नी जेम्स सो जेम्स आयन ट्यूटर ऑर्नामेंट गोल्ड आर ऑल बीइंग ऑफर्ड एज ट्रिब्यूट टू सलमान सर फ्रॉम पीपल फ्रॉम मुसरी दिस मुसरी हैज बीन आइडेंटिफाइड एज एन एरिया इन कुर्दिस्तान दिस इज द यूनिफॉर्म इंस्क्रिप्शन व्हिच सेज द ट्रिब्यूट्स ऑफ द लैंड ऑफ मुसरी ऑफ कैमल्स whose backs are of two humps the two humped camel is even today can be seen and used by our army in ladakh the two humped camel is an indian origin a river ox a buffalo a one horned young bull an antelope elephants monkeys apes received from usri that's what the uniform inscription says and the meluga indescript decipherment identifies each of these yellow hieroglyphs and translates them into wealth resources related to tin or iron or alloys and metals that are being and gems and jewels that are being offered as tribute from the meluga merchants resident of musri so in last slide the main slides of the bronze age of marhashi currently known are those of sadad shahre sukte tepe bampur espidal shahi tamp tale abli iblis tepe ahya konar sandal konar sandal is thought to be the site of the capital's legendary marhashi aratta so we are dealing with marhashi aratta and the region which are very close to mohenjodaro close to the sarswat civilization area which constituted the vibrant center of activity related to metal work lapidary work gems jewels and resources which were being exchanged from this area it's a phenomenal transaction that has been taking place in terms of trade 